Welcome to Food and Loathing, your glimpse into the ways people eat in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, a city that apparently no longer has a slow season. <laughs> Yeah, a lot going on this Oh week. my oh, gosh, golly, so yes. much. Yes, yes. Insane, Too right? much. I'm leaving town. So, yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it, it, it's nuts. The last week has been absolutely insane. We've got F1 starting just as we're about to record this. We've got Thanksgiving things coming up, yeah. which used to be the sign for the season to slow down in Las Vegas. For at least a few weeks. And now it's like, no, man, we're just going to race right through, and um, yep. there is no slow season anymore. But that's okay, yeah. man, because, you know, we'll leave town when we want to, and we'll make room for you folks. That's right. If we have to. Anyway, I am your host, Al Mancini, a 20-year veteran Las Vegas food writer and the creator of the Neon Feast Dining Guide and app. I'm joined this week, and just about every week, by my co-host, the creator of the Wishbone and Vine food blog, an admin for the Please Send Noodles cookbook-inspired cooking club, and freelance food writer, Samantha Gemini Stevens. Yay! Hi! (laughs) And the man mixing it all up in your earbuds is the Darth Vader of the mixing board faders, the engineer who makes the sound clear. When he makes an edit, you'll never forget it. The one and only Mr. Rich Johnson. How are you guys doing today? The very definition of a smattering. (laughs) Or golf clap. I put work into that. that (laughs) We're coming to you this episode from the brand new Winnie and Ethel's Diner in downtown Las Vegas' Hunt Ridge District, across the street from the historic Hunt Ridge Theater, which is currently under renovations. We will be joined later in this episode by one of its proprietors, Aaron Lee. Um, and I just, yeah, we're going to get all the details, actually, on that. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, oh, scribble that part out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I scribbled all my notes together. Anyway, Aaron's joining us in a second. We just saw him. We're going to get all the details on what's going on here at Winnie and Ethel's. I'm looking already around me, and I've been here since it opened. But I'm like, welcome bottomless coffee, 25 cents. Yeah. It's the first thing that I'm seeing. I don't even drink coffee. I'm thinking yeah. I may have to start. That's that great old phrase we no longer hear on the strip. Lost leader. Yeah, yeah right. And so this is really exciting. These guys have such a great story um, and what how, how Winnie and Ethel's came to be. And we are going to dig deep, deep, deep into that. It's not your typical culinary tale, although it has some typical culinary tale elements sure. in it. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. But look, as excited as we are to hear that story, we got to take care of some of our other responsibilities, <laughs> which really just boil down to us trying to make you hungry with the tales of where we have eaten That's recently. Right. We don't do formal reviews here, but man, we eat out a lot, and we like to tell you about the places in which we dine in the hope that some of them will sound good to you and you'll go out and patronize them. Look, not every restaurant is a good fit for every hungry person, and we believe that finding the one that's right for you requires a bit more information than what you find in an Instagram post or a TikTok video. Oh, God. So that's what we aim to give you. Can I say something to all the TikTokers and Instagrams out there? When you put together your videos, what what law is there in social media that you're no longer allowed to put breaths between your sentences? I was actually having this conversation recently, and even the people that I like the best on TikTok always sound rushed. And I believe that's because they're trying to work into that fucking algorithm, which is you have to have it under a certain amount of time. And as a result, yeah. uh, you know, Rich, you and I are trained in radio, right? Yeah, like, every syllable to- counts. And you could find a few <laughs> syllables to lose in those things and take a breath. 
Yeah. But that's just my old guy get off my lawn. No, I mean, look, <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is, look, here's some of the old guy shit that we have that younger generations weren't trained doing. When you've done radio for, in my case, yeah. 20 years, in your case, probably 40 150 plus. years, yeah. whatever it is. And Working on triple digits, yes. When you're at the White House or I'm at the Grammy Awards and we get told by ABC News, we've got 35 seconds to tell that yeah. whole fucking story. But we can't go. We learned how to do that after years and years. Now, I listen to a lot of great TikTokers, and they're really, really good, but they always feel like they're racing against that clock. And I appreciate they're trying to get the information out there, which is a positive thing. But yeah, for me, it's a little frustrating, but those are old man ears. Yeah. I think younger people, they listen to that, and that sounds natural to them. That's the way they're used to taking in information. It's Even though that's not thing. how you can physically talk. You can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 they use things to speed it up. Well, and yeah, and they cut. They, they yeah. cut yeah. the breaths. Yeah. And they definitely scream. Yeah, they, they, a lot of them scream of rough edit, right, yeah. Yeah, audio-wise. Yeah. And that's cool because you know what it's like editing material on your phone, which is how most of, most yeah, TikToks yeah, yeah. edit It's not like they're sitting down with a full suite. So I get it. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't uh, sound right to me, but I ain't nobody's typical TikTokers, you know. Right. So, although i got to tell you, side note. 75,000 views for the TikTok post that I posted yeah. today, which I only have 1,000 TikTok followers on the Neon Feast page. But um, I posted my my um, steakhouse. That's the, the, awesome. The tour of yeah. the aging room. Yeah. That's already up Yo, to that was great. Yeah, the, oh, that burgers. was fantastic. Yeah. But now that we've been off on that tangent, <laughs> yes. let's get back to a cosign. Yeah. We've lost you all. <laughs> take a deep breath, people. We're going to take one of those pauses we right. <sighs> mentioned. Now we're going to get started telling you all a little bit about <laughs> dining in Las Vegas. First up, oh. Miss Samantha Gemini Stevens, where oh have you been goodness. eating? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I was still dealing with COVID into early last week, so my list is small. Um, I only hit up a couple of different places. Uh, one is an old favorite. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, I talk about it ad nauseum. I love Asian food, especially when I'm under the weather. So I was still kind of feeling it. So I went to uh, Shanghai Taste in the Shanghai Shopping Plaza on Spring Mountain. James Beard Award. Oh, yeah. Semi-finalist? No, yeah. finalist. Uh, no, they didn't quite make it to finalist. They didn't make it? Okay. Still, nonetheless, uh, But still, on the Great. list last year, um, one of my favorite things in Vegas is the crab and yolk soup dumpling that they do. So I ordered that. I got the fish wonton soup. Um, all of it's a bit carb heavy. That's a lot of wonton wrappers, uh, but it was absolutely delicious. The dumplings are always steamed perfectly. I love the richness. There's just something about that velvety creamy bite that just gets me. Um, you know, totally worth it. The soup broth is light and fragrant and with the addition of some chili crisp, had the heat and the spice that I wanted. And it's a big meal for under $30 before tax and tip. So I'm yeah. really happy with that. Good deal. Good deals um, over there. So I knew what I was getting into. I knew it was going to be a lot of food. I didn't order any additional things, but I will put out there that not too long ago, I did have two other amazing dishes, uh, which is the cold ox tongue dish as well as the scallion pancakes. So if you go over there and you're a little hungrier than I was, add them to your meal. It's fantastic. Um, I also tried a new thing to me. It was recommended by a friend. I was running some errands. I wanted something kind of quick, but something I hadn't had before. So I went to Cup Bop in the Whole Foods Shopping Center at Fort Apache in Charleston, and I was disappointed. As I was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Were you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I wanted to give it a chance. I do. I know what I'm walking into. It's sort of this fast food kind of version of Korean food. 
Um, but I mean, it, it's a sizable bowl actually for $15, but, and it comes with rice and noodles and a cabbage salad, but there was almost no flavor, even asking for a spicy sauce on top of what's supposed to be a spicy chicken. And it sounds harsh, but everything tasted as if it was just kind of warmed up after sitting in its container. Like you got it to go yesterday and you heated it up today <laughs> and you can see the food being served up. I mean, it looks really good, but just didn't hit any notes for me. And I, like I said, I knew what I was walking into. I knew it was sort of fast food, but I was expecting that vibe. But this was even beyond that. I, I have a hard time. I, I can't even walk into a cup bop because for about half of a season of hockey, they had a stand directly under my section. And you just smelled and it all the time. <laughs> the third period was when they would dump out all that cabbage and the entire section just smelled like oh, bad gosh. overcooked cabbage. And oh, thank God Forte Sausage is in that spot right now. Yes. Yeah, man. It's a much Jay. better smell oh, than my section God. 104. Yeah, so, I mean, was. maybe it was a bad day. Maybe it was a fluke. But given Rich's experience, given mine, given that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I think I'm going to have to pass on a return trip unless somebody gets a hold of me and tells me, no, you really have to go, and this is why. There are three locations in Vegas, so maybe it was the location. I don't know. Mm. But, like the uh, dialed-down American version of Bibimbap. Yeah, but really dialed down I mean, yeah, and yeah. really Americanized. You oh, yeah. Put bibimbap in a cup. <laughs> it's all about that crunchy <laughs> yes, shit at the bottom exactly. that almost yeah, yeah. soca rat almost. So, stuff, oh, you know? I love that word. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, I had some hopes, but... Again, yeah, I knew what I was walking into. So, well, Richman, speaking of fast food, you're the fast food king. <laughs> oh yeah, where have you been eating, my well, friend? A couple of great lunches instead of my usual breakfast report. I'm saving that for here. Yeah, baby. And I got a little wake up call too. Uh, I was here at Winnie and Ethel's last week during lunch hours. I had a great classic cheeseburger. That first bite is always uh, tells the tale of the burger. And I got that one that smacked me with great beef right off the fire nice. grill. That little smoky burned thing. Uh, great sauce, great veg, some uh, cheddar cheese on there. You can get either cheddar or American. I uh, did, was not asked, and I didn't answer, and so the default was cheddar, and it was fine. Next time, I'll try the American. Shoestring fries, which, of course, I'm not a fan of, but they were better than most. You know, at least they were real potatoes. <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot last week, so uh, but it does get a mention here, and it, it goes to your uh, uh, cup bop, uh, yeah. uh, bat bop. Dragon Tiger Noodle Company. Oh, I don't like that place, place either. Right? Uh, yeah, Jet Tilda's place in <laughs> yeah. Boca Park. Same section, couple of doors down from Samba Latte. Same area where Kona Grill is. Yep. It's trying to mainstream the whole Japanese ramen bowl thing. And it's like ramen on tap, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was uh, unneeded Americanization. Uh, the presentation slash preparation out in front of you, sort of like a Chipotle. You yeah. pick your noodles from Seven Choices, ramen, udon, rice noodles. Then you pick your broth, pork, beef, chicken, some vegan thing, and a spicy Szechuan, and they come out yep. on a tap, like a beer tap or a wine tap, <laughs> in front of you. You check your, uh, your your protein, beef, chicken, pork, tofu, mushroom, and then uh, toppings like bok choy or corn or Thai basil. Uh, digesting all that data is passed on the... Uh, the ramen and the, I, you know, did all that, and I said, no, I don't want ramen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's too confusing. Yeah. It scared you away from it's ramen. It's a bit much. I went yeah. for a rice bowl that was pretty good, and then the uh, dragon wings, which boast a little ghost ch chili pepper in Ooh, the coating. Yes, please. And it was real hot, but it did not kill me. Well, that's good. Which you know, and I had a gyoza and a chicken terry rice bowl, all very nice. But even with my unsophisticated palate, it's not in the same league as the holes in the wall on Spring Mountain oh, no. Road, 
No. Run I, by actual Asian I, people. I found it expensive <laughs> and... I mean, it was edible, but yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I love again, Jet Tila. This is nothing against the yeah. man. I, I love the idea, but just not impressed. Just, again, the dialed down thing yeah. for American palates. Yeah. They have uh, five locations in the Valley. They're expanding soon to Colorado and the state of Washington and uh, Reno. So uh, there's that. Yeah, there I go. love Jet. And, you know, I ate there. I actually ate there with him. And, you know, that's cool. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't really go back very often. No. Yeah, again, it's not awful. That, it's not no, bad. No, it's not. I just don't know that we need yeah. fast food ramen. I don't know that that right. was yeah, an yeah. idea whose time had come. Right. <laughs> People were sitting yeah. there going, regular ramen takes yeah. too long. Let's yeah. figure out a way to chipotle Remember the, the legendary yeah. uh, Brandon Tartikoff of NBC and the, the story about this, the origin of Miami Vice. He's in a restaurant and he writes down on a napkin, MTV slash cops. And that became <laughs> Miami Vice. I, I just had the feeling, you know, it's like... Ramen slash Americanized. Right. So there's a napkin with that on it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I also snuck into the bar at T-Bones at Red Rock the other day, some scotch, and uh, shared a shrimp and crab cocktail with a friend. Three drinks, two uh, meat cocktails, 155 bucks. Oh. Okay, but that but depends. It was How, what kind of scotch were you drinking? I was I mean, uh, Mac, do... I'm Mac 12. I, asked, okay. I actually okay, thought that's... about the blue. I thought about the blue, but it was 45, 50 bucks a shot. I went for the... Mac 12, my usual go-to, okay. which is about, you know, Because I mean, that's 30. worth mentioning, especially when but, you talk about the price. Yeah, of, of yeah the but the bar and the space is so nice. It is. The lighted onyx bar, the beautiful display of alcohol, the whole upscale vibe of the room on the entire opposite end from the food court, mm-hmm. both in geography and clientele. Yeah. And then the little touches when you get that drink. If you have a drink on the rocks there, it is the ice that you get. It's the yeah. glass that they serve it to you in. It is, uh, yeah, everything about that that place, yeah. I'm willing to pay premium for yeah. my risk. Yeah. Nice. yeah, the and details are nice. Yeah. Uh, I got a quick taste of the holidays at Silverton's Casino's pop-up uh, Bad Elf. Al will uh, have more about that in a sec. And now the wake-up call. Thanks to my still kind of new Apple Watch, yeah, Thursday afternoon it vibrated and said, hey, we've detected an irregular heartbeat. You may, emphasis on may, be experiencing <laughs> atrial fibrillation, Ooh. or AFib for short. Which is not good. I don't know no. what that is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's when the, you want. With the beats of the atria, the top two valve chambers of the heart, are not beating in sync with the ventricles, the Ooh. lower chambers. I felt nothing. I ignored it for about three days, but the watch kept blasting off about every five or six hours. And so finally, Monday morning, I went to uh, an urgent care facility, one of the good ones, attached to a real hospital, (laughs) not attached to an Einstein Brothers bagel shop in a strip mall. Wow. Whoa, you got the classy health. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) And yeah, they confirmed. You're doing that on the food and loathing health care plan, I can assure you. Uh, And yeah, they confirmed I'm in AFib, more tests, more docs on the way. I have a new blood thinner to go with all the other old guy shit I take. Uh, And now I won't be, uh, you know, a really good reason to change my diet and lose some weight so I won't fucking die. Yeah, please don't. Okay. Uh, I have consulted the Greek <laughs> Chefs, Mediterranean section of the feed. Neon Feast Food app. Yeah. Got my eye on a few places. But if you have a favorite healthy med-style place, uh, shoot us a note. What's our email? What's our email? Um, I believe we are at, what do we have? Info. Info at, at foodloathing.vegas. Vegas, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, you, uh, just send it to Al. He'll pass it on to me if he feels like I should deserve to live. <laughs> so, so I just forwarded you, by the way. One of our readers yes. um, wants to send you Mambo. Oh, I saw oh. that. See, I, I vowed never to mention those words again, and so I left yep. it to you. There you go, man. We're going to reach out to him Thank and get you that Mambo. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you can you. eat it on your fucking broccoli that's or right. cauliflower and raw. Not, yeah. not, not like exactly. buffalo yeah. broccoli. So that's my exciting week. 
Oh well, man, you, I'm glad Al? you're alive. And you know, <laughs> yeah. good, good for the um, Apple Watch. I know. Yeah. Right? Nope. Oh my gosh. I actually know a few people who feel like they may not be alive today if they didn't get alerts from their Apple. Wow. Which yeah. is really some sci-fi shit that we're venturing into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just cool. Um, okay, okay. Back to me. Yeah. Uh, it's been a week, like I said, man. Um, so much going on. As Rich already mentioned, uh, he and I paid a visit to the Bad Elf pop-up at the Silverton. We had a lot of fun. Cocktails were particularly festive. Definitely go there and work your way through the cocktail collection there. Or even ask them to make you a mocktails version. They're, I don't, I'm sure they will do it for you. But they're all just really pretty, really cool. They look great in pictures. Yep. I mean, and they all tasted very good. Um, the food I tried was really decent. I would not hesitate to have a few bites there. The roast beef sliders are solid. Uh, as were the arancini that I had. The place is really about the booze and the decor. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, let's be honest. It, there's there's better places to eat in the Silverton. And I just say that <laughs> yeah. as a compliment to the Silverton. You know, yeah. not necessarily. But the food was solid. And you're not going to, you know, you could definitely eat while you're there. I spoke to Gina Garcia, the resort's beverage GM, about what people should expect when they show up at the Bad Elf pop-up. There's a lot of elves. There's a lot of Santa Clauses running loose. Uh, we geared up with some new cocktails this year. We brought back two cocktails, our spiked apple cider and our shady Grand Central. And uh, there's food in here as well? Yes, we have. We provide a small menu here with a couple of bites. Um, you know, your regular me uh, menu, nothing too complicated, burger, wings. Um, French fries, pizza. And this timely reminder, remember this is in the bar that has the Airstream trailer in which there are two lanes of candle pin bowling. Nice. Yes. You bring eight <laughs> quarters, or no, 12 quarters. I think it's three bucks a line. And you and a friend can play 10, 10 frames of candle pin. Christmas bowling in the Airstream. <laughs> yeah. Damn, if that's not like the Roseanne Bar Holiday Special, <laughs> I don't know what is, man. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I made a trip downtown this week to this very location, not once but twice, since um, basically I tried to arrive the first time, didn't really read the fine print on the press yeah. release, they said they were only doing <laughs> breakfast and lunch, so I got here a little late, they weren't doing lunch anymore, they were closed, I went next door, went over to Yukon Pizza, it yep. was fantastic, yeah. and I really do like Yukon Pizza. Um, man, the crust over there, before we get to oh. Winnie and Ethel's. Yeah. Yukon Pizza right next door. That crust is, as the kids say, everything. It is. I mean, you could oh, yeah. just eat that. And it's almost like, why are you putting cheese and sauce yeah. and shit on my, my bread? This is so good. But I actually loved it. Um, I tried their rotating special pizza, which I think we spoke about on the show before. It's called the Franz yes, Ferdinand. Yes, I've had that. Oh. F-R-O-N-D-S. <laughs> um, and yes, it's made with fennel, sausage, gruyere, pickled red onions, which is actually a great way to add acid to mm -hmm. this pizza. I loved that idea. Hot honey, which I'm really sick of at this point, yes. but they used it well, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> Sage regatta. I mean, that's the kind of touch you Ugh. don't see a lot of local pizza joints. And fennel fronds, which is, by the way, where they came up with the name yep. Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> and I will tell you, I did check. The woman who designed it named it after the band, not the Archduke of Austria, whose assassination <laughs> triggered the First World War. I mean, I suppose the band are cooler, so they deserve to be honored more on a pizza. <laughs> I love it. Um, Hey, I dropped by Salt and Straw in Uncommons, and uh, you know I was craving ice cream late at night, and I was yeah. gonna go over there just get a scoop to take home. Um, and man, I was really fascinated by November's limited edition flavors. So I'm throwing this out there, even though I didn't I, more than a, I had a little sample taste, but didn't really dig into them. But check this shit out for November. Mom's mango pie, which sounds dirty, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Parker House Rolls with salted buttercream okay. is the second flavor after Mom's Mango Pie. Flavor number three, turkey stuffing with cranberry sauce. No. Flavor number four, <laughs> cheesy potato casserole. Okay. No again. And number five, vegan pumpkin and ginger snap pie. Interesting. I mean, it's not vegan pumpkin. Yeah. All pumpkins are vegan. It's a vegan yeah. ice cream. <laughs> I was going to say. Pumpkin and ginger pie <laughs> made. Now so. I have a vision of a couple of pumpkins gathered around a dead coyote somewhere right. chomping away. <laughs> no, it so, doesn't work like that. Yeah, I tasted one of them, and it, it really didn't jump out at me. So in the end, I had some leftover October flavor, which was just <laughs> packed with candy and shit for Halloween, and it was great. Yeah. But I'm going to buy all five of them and take them to where I think I'm going to my friend Jamie's place for um, Thanksgiving, yep. and that's going to be my contribution to Thanksgiving dinner. So Jamie, get ready out there. Um, I dropped by the official grand opening of Golden Steer Steakhouse's new private dining room, and I hobnobbed with the politicians and the business owners, because you know they were all there. Yeah. You may recall we had one of the partners on last week to talk about the room. We're going to have more of that interview. I'm just saving it up for next week when we're not going to be doing a lot of work, because it's a holiday. That's so right. uh, We'll just throw that shit in there, which is a great interview, so it gives you a reason to listen uh, while you're making, I guess while you're eating your leftovers the day after Thanksgiving. Um, then, but thanks to everybody over there for inviting me. The next day, made it back into Winnie and Ethel's, had a couple of breakfast items, some malted pancakes with apple compote and the Bobka French toast oh my with chocolate God. squirrel, candied pecans, orange syrup, and maple butter. We're going to talk to Aaron a bit about that when he comes out here momentarily. Yeah. So no need to get into it. Let's just say I had a great time. I was very happy that I came in. I guess the most fabulous event I attended this week because I, I know a lot of you people just yeah. listen to me for how fabulous I am. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> Not, as the kids used to say. Um, Psych. <laughs> anyway, the most fabulous attempt, uh, thing I've been to so far over the past week was the grand opening party for Peter Luger. Oh. Man, we had a blast. Lots of cool people there. All of the staff remembered me from Old Homestead. Wow. Which could be dangerous because that used to be my end of night spot for yeah. pounding shots of Jaeger before I would leave Caesar's <laughs> Palace. Uh, but they were all very kind to me, so I guess I was pretty well behaved when I used to pop in there. Um, or they have selective memories. But yeah, they were very kind <laughs> Maybe to me. you just tipped really well. <laughs> I probably did. I mean, I try to make up for poor behavior with money as often as I can. I find that gets me far in life. Right. I, they must have liked me because Seriously, as the guy, I went up to the seafood tower, and as the guy was telling me, I remember you from Peter Luger. He's just, I mean, from, sorry, from Old Homestead. He's just piling more and more on. Oh, my gosh. Gave me this plate. And Nicole Brisson's behind me. She's like, Jesus, did you take the whole fucking seafood tower? <laughs> like, I swear, give me, like, four lobster tails. Oh, my and, God. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, and then I didn't get to finish it because it was time for the tour of yes. the aging room. Oh, so uh, that was the high point of my night. Um, I did not know that Eric Lulier was the head chef over there. I okay. guess I hadn't spoken to him in a while. And most recently, you'll know him from Wally's. I've been a fan of his for a very, very long time. He's a fantastic chef. And David Oseas, who's been on this program, yep. is running the front of the house over there. Um, so they came over, and it was me and Nicole Brisson and Rob Moore from Brezza. Yep. And um, David Morris, uh, another food writer here in this town, who writes about things at the height of luxury. And they said, do you want to go downstairs and tour it? And man, oh just God. check oh, out yeah. the um, check out any of my social media feeds. It's man. fantastic. <laughs> $1.2 million worth of beef in the process of dry aging in the basement there. And of course, they're all porterhouses because for 120 years, all that you could get at... Um, 
at, at Peter, Peter Luger, Luger in yeah. Brooklyn was a porterhouse. They added a ribeye about 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. So they're porterhouses and ribeyes. That's all that's yeah. down there. And you order it steak for one, steak for two, steak for three, steak for four. That's how you order those. Love um, it. And man, just the, the beautiful, I mean, Sue was really grossed out by the smell. <laughs> that age yeah. oh, it's one of my favorite But I things. loved it. It yes. was fantastic. And um, yeah, check out my video because I think it, it came, turned out pretty it good. It was great. It's me giving you a little annoying history lesson on what dry aging is as well. So um, man, that was blast. Next up, party to celebrate the expansion of Cafe Duval in Henderson. Yes. Bravo to them. I've never eaten there, but you've eaten there, I right? have a few times at a couple of different locations. Okay. I really like it. They they pay really great attention to the pastries they put out. The hot food is really good. The service has always been amazing. Uh, everybody's just really, really awesome over there. Cool. Yeah, well, congratulations to them. I had some good food, but it was at a party, so it's really hard for me to <laughs> Fair enough. It. But um, the, the new space looks great, and congrats to them. And they're over right um, down the the same places where Valley Cheese and Wine used to. Yeah, they're just yeah. down like a parking lot, I yeah, think. Yeah, down yep. the parking lot from there. So check them out in Henderson. Um, I was over at the Museum of Illusions in that new building between oh, City yeah. Center and the Cosmo. It's the same building where Ocean Prime is. Sue and I were there with our friend's kid, who's a teenager, and afterwards we dropped by the Cosmopolitan's food hall, Block 16, where we enjoyed... Um, first of all, we should say, Block 16, you know, everybody talks about the food hall trend. Yeah. Mad props to Block 16, who really started that. And, um, you know, our friend John Courtney was running yep. the kitchen there when they when they began that. And after all these years, Block 16 still a lot of fun. Great place to go for quick bites. Um, Calix and Sue did some Hattie B's hot chicken with some mac and cheese on the side. It was great. Everybody loved it. I went to Lardo, and I was happy to see the porchetta on the menu because I think they had briefly taken it off the mm -hmm. menu. So did a porchetta sandwich at Lardo, which Ugh. was fucking awesome. Um, so you should definitely go over there. I will give you one side note. Does it count as a speakeasy if you put a sign in front of the fucking board no. that says speakeasy no. hours? You forfeit your speakeasy. Yeah, you, you lose that card immediately. I mean, I love you guys at Ghost Donkey, but my table was right next to the little hidden entrance to Ghost Donkey. Yeah. And apparently the donkey on the door is not enough to get people in there right now. So there's a sign up. So, yeah, you may have forfeited. your. And it's a shame because they were really one of the first big speakeasies. Yeah. So, um, but okay. Anyway, there's my, um, <laughs> sorry guys, but you had to be called out on that one. Uh, but I still love block 16. They're fantastic. Yeah. Finally, I went to a great orange swift wine dinner at nice. table 34. Lots of good food, seared scallops, celery root puree, um, some chopped salad with candied pecans, pasta and lamb ragu. Oh no, sorry. Pasta with lamb ragu was a separate thing. Chopped salad yeah. with candied pecans. That's its own deal. <laughs> Did some wagyu beef cheeks in a demi-glace with root vegetables and nice. potato puree. All very good. Great presentation by the winemaker. You know what I learned, though? You know the um, that one orange swift one where it's the, the hands with the tattoos across yes. it? Yes. Yeah, man. And as a guy with tattoos uh -huh. on my fingers, I can kind of relate <laughs> to that bottle. Yeah, they wrote that on with a Sharpie, man. Oh, damn. Uh, there was a really great story about where the name of that wine came from, too, and it means butterfly and it's yeah. child and all that, but I just couldn't get over the fact that they wrote on their damn tattoos <laughs> by hand. So, boo. <laughs> I say this as I'm preparing to get my Neon Feast tattoo finally. Yeah, baby. Tattooed on my neck. i got to call Dirk Vermin about yes. that. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, okay, man, I think that's about it. Coming up in the news, a new half-bird location. And here we go again with tin fish. Yes, baby. Double zero. This is Food and Loathing. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the at Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. And joining us for this segment, we have Chef Aaron Lee sitting down at the table. Chef, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I'm really excited to uh, talk a little bit about the restaurant. Yeah, stuff, well, so. thanks for hosting us, man. And um, we, we love the place so far. We're, we're digging everything. I'm amazed, even though I don't drink coffee, by the bottomless coffee for 25 <laughs> cents. Yeah. I, I have to say, we were just talking about tattoos. I've never actually checked out your tattoos before. Is that like the Rolling Stones logo, Vomiting? On it's you? pizza. Uh, it's, eating uh, pizza? It's a pizza tongue. It's this pizza. was one of my first tattoos. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it when I was 18, but... Okay, I mean, I like it. I just couldn't tell if Mick was throwing up. <laughs> no, it, it does look a little like throwing up. It does. Up, but, you know, it's a cool tattoo. No, it's pizza. Yeah. I'm it. still deciding if I want to cover it up or keep it, but... Uh, it's just been with it. me like forever. Just refresh so. it. Yeah. Yeah. A little refreshing. <laughs> Maybe get some new toppings or... There you go. So we are here in Winnie and Ethel's Diner. This is probably a restaurant. I don't think any restaurant has gotten more pre-opening coverage on this podcast. We're a young podcast, so that's part of the reason, <laughs> than you guys, right? Because the, the opening of this restaurant has been something that we've been following probably since you heard about it, heard about the idea of coming here. Um, it started with a contest by Jay Dapper. He wanted to find a coffee shop to put in here at the Hunt Ridge. He held a little contest. Nobody needs to hear me talk about it. Let's hear about it from your point of view. How did you enter that contest and what were you presented with that you had to create here? So um, I remember I was working at uh, Esther's at the time. I was a sous chef. and uh, Esther's Kitchen, by the way. My wife, my wife uh, Mallory, just came up to me one day and was like, oh, I drove by this space saying that they're giving away a, a coffee shop giveaway. You want to give it a go? And then <laughs> at first I was like, sure. And then I, I think I just really dove into it really hard. We both did. And um, yeah, now, now here we are in the restaurant. It's pretty amazing. And it was a did great you- opportunity. And 
did you guys know Jay Dapper, the developer of this complex, prior to that? Because Jay is very active in the local yeah. beverage community. He owns a lot of properties here in Las Vegas. I know a lot of restaurants are his tenants. In my history, a lot of his tenants have told me he's a great landlord. I don't know, you know, yeah. I've never had to cut him a rent check. I don't know, but yeah. I, you know, people say that he really cares a lot about developing the restaurants in his portfolio. Were you familiar with him? And I happen to like Jay. He's no, a great I guy. actually, I, I was not familiar with him at all. Um, the first time we met him was actually when we uh, we made the top six to the competition, and they uh, they hosted like this little party for for everyone that was involved. It was over at Carson Kitchen, right? Carson uh, Kitchen. I remember correct, talking and, to you and Mallory at that party. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was the first time we met. But uh, you know, I, I I love him. He's great. Um, he, I I could tell he's all about the community, and he's trying to build the community and make great you know, restore a lot of cool areas and especially this area we're in right now, the Hunter's neighborhood. And yeah, you know, it's been, uh, it's been great. Like so he's great. The goal that I recall, he wanted some people to come up with a concept that would remind him of the classic Vegas coffee shop or diner that the casinos all used to have. That was their 24 hour restaurant kind mm -hmm. of situation. That's, that's how it was explained to me at the time. Is that the, is that what you went in with a mission to do? And, and then how did you attack it? Um, I think I kind of just went in, um, making food that I really liked and you know, what diners remind me of, which are like kind of good portions and, um, very hearty comfort, comforting food. And, I think that's what the menu mostly is, is a lot of comforting, um, like sausage gravy, brown gravy, mashed potatoes, you know, yeah. <laughs> all, all the stuff that I love to eat. Like Malted I always tell waffles people, and pancakes. I mean, that's just, waffles, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always tell people the menu is like, it's a menu of all my favorite foods, which is yeah. kind of cool. So Very cool. Yeah. So then after you submitted your proposal, and I remember Jay saying he was kind of blown away by the, the detail that, of the oh, proposals yeah. that were in there. Then you all had to cook for, everybody got a week, or I guess three days, two or three days to cook over at the Vegas Test Kitchen. Yep. And you took it over, you served it to the public, you tried out your recipes. So good. And then you had a bunch of people <laughs> in, um, mostly a judge's table, but then a bunch of invited guests, which I was uh, among on one night. Uh, what was that that process like of having to kind of present for the judges and the public your idea that was still in the planning phase um i mean i i, I have to say it was pretty nerve-wracking um i know i did a lot of r d uh late nights um in the kitchen i was working at so at like we would do shifts until two in the morning and then i would make a meatloaf sandwich make sure it was good taste it and you know, I, I think me and Mallory both, we really wanted to make sure it was perfect. And you know, you're talking about that meatloaf sandwich. We got I haven't had one since you've been open here. Can we get an order in for a meatloaf yeah, sandwich? Yeah, let's so try that. Yeah, meatloaf sandwich before we leave, it. at least. We're not leaving until we, we're, we're going to keep this podcast yeah. going until we get a meatloaf we're sandwich. We're going stuffed. So, <laughs> yeah, now yes, he orders that for us. <laughs> because that was one of the first dishes that I had. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Um, and then I had it again when you were over at the Hunt Ridge opening. You were serving those over there, right? At yep. the, in the parking lot. Of the Hunt Ridge Theater when they lit up the sign. Yep. So that's is that one of your signature items here? I think so. I mean, it's it's one of the items I think we started with, and it's it's one of the items that we're not going to change. Um, it just makes sense. Meatloaf diners, um, meatloaf sandwiches. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's here to stay, and uh, it's definitely going to be something that's not changed on the menu. So cool. So. Winnie and Ethel's, the name, I know that there's a lot of significance to that for both you and your wife. Um, yep. So could you explain where the name came from? 
So it was um, funny story. Uh, me and Mallory were just sitting one night and we were trying to come up with a name. And I think she said Ethel. And then I was just like, what about Winnie and Ethel's? We just, it, it kind of created, it wasn't like one person created the name we both did mm -hmm. together. But um, it comes from both of our grandmothers. And, uh, you know, I didn't know Mallory's grandmother, but she always talks about how she was very loving and caring and just like, you know, cared for the family and just made, you know, great food, always cooking for everyone. And same with my grandmother. You know, she was kind of like the heart of the family. Um, right. So, now, if this, many will say this is a throwback to your grandparents' generation, your grandmother's generation, old Vegas. I think I've heard you say that you were trying to reach, like, not really the Rat Pack period, but a little earlier than that, like Vegas in the 40s. Am I remembering you correctly on that? Yep, 40s. Um, so I guess... Uh, See, Mallory's way better at words for, like, describing <laughs> um, <laughs> describing decor, like, um, but I'll try my best. I guess it's, like, uh, it's a little more dimmed down. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Like, the 50s was very bright. You know, you have the checkerboard mm -hmm. floors and, yeah. you know, like, bright colors. I think the 40s has more wood and, like... Yeah, this yeah. is really, like, a pre-art deco. It doesn't have that art deco, you know, that you kind of associate with some of those, you know, mm -hmm. Rat Pack era yeah. things. But I love the, the plush leather seats on the boots, the booths, the silver under them. Um, there, every table seems to have a picture on it, at least yeah. the ones that I can see here, like a family like photo of somebody. Like the booths like At the booths. Who are those people in those pictures? Oh, so that was Malik. That's or do they come with the frame? <laughs> no, that's, that's a picture of me. So. Oh, oh um, I love that. Wow. Yeah, we got family pictures. Um, our bookcase soon, um, it's getting finished soon, but we're going to have uh, pretty much um, child pictures of all our uh, RL employees yeah. just for fun. You, do, you, know, you don't growing have... Up. You don't have the uh, corner window, but it, it, it still kind of evokes a little Edward Hopper Nighthawks oh. to me. Oh, there you go. The yeah. yep. And, the, bar and the, the, the counter and like that. You just need to get one of those little paper hats for somebody <laughs> uh, back there serving coffee. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the cuisine, is that all intended to be a throwback to those days as well? To the 40s, 50s? Um, or you, you put a more avant-garde modern spin on it? I mean, I think there's definitely a modern spin on a lot of things, but I mean, I think we, we're we trying to keep things um, pretty much whole, I don't know what the great, a good word for that is, just simple and great, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I believe really good food can just be simple, you know? Like biscuits and gravy is like one of the most simple dishes mm -hmm. ever, yeah. but right. if it's made right, it's really, it's really good, you don't, know? And we, don't. Don't see a lot of quinoa or foam or kale. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't use foam here. We don't use micro herbs. We don't use tiny tongs to plate food. So, you know, but we do taste everything. We, we taste our gravies. We make sure, you know, all the sauces are great. Everything's seasoned well. Everything's cooked right. You know, we temp, you know, temp our meatloaf so it's juicy and not, you know, dry, stuff like that. So, yeah. So everybody knows you or people who follow food in this town know you from your time working at Esther's Kitchen um, yep. with James Trees. What's your background prior to that? Prior to that, um, I, I, to be honest, I bounced around at a lot of different kitchens. Um, I think one of my favorite places I've ever worked was a place in Portland called Pock Pock. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Andy Ricker and he, uh, he pretty much brought Thai food to Portland um, at a very high level. And I think that's where I kind of, I remember when I worked for him, I, I remember I just really got an itch for cooking and just saw like, you know, being a chef is pretty cool. You know, there's, there's a lot of people in this world doing a lot of cool stuff. And, yeah. you know, it just became a lot more interesting at that time, you know, like less of a, 
you know, less of a line cook job, more of a, you know, learning yeah. and right. trying to... What's it like working at uh, Esther's, actually? And remember, James does listen to this podcast. But <laughs> what's it like working there? <laughs> I mean... It's great. I mean, James is a great teacher. He's a great mentor. Like I always say, I, I couldn't do this without working at Esther's Kitchen. You know, he definitely, he definitely molds a lot of people to become chefs and restaurateurs. And I'm very grateful to work with him. And it's also just a family there. Like everyone loves each other. Everyone knows each other. And it's just a great, great place to work. I love, I mean, I still love all those people there. So as a chef, I'm a guy who's been in radio for a zillion years and the food business, the chef business is the same. You bounce all over the place. You try different things. You get to experiment with new formats, specials or whatever. Now you're, you're kind of locked in. You know, we, we joked about the foam and the kale and like that, but as an owner, especially, uh, are you going to miss the daily specials that involve some some far out stuff and, and no, the chance I mean, to stretch? I think um, we haven't done it yet because we just opened, but we want to do like the old school specials board, and you know we might you know we might you know do some fun stuff like we might confit duck legs and make a <laughs> benny with it, or you know I think we won't use microwaves, but we still <laughs> might. Um, you know, make some really cool <laughs> macro herbs. We might make some really cool stuff, you know, like different different French toast. And, I mean, there's still a million things we could when do. When dinner so. comes to this thing in 20, you still have 24 hours in mind, right? Uh, correct. Eventually. Eventually. So we, we actually don't have a date on that. We do plan on going into dinner pretty soon. But um, I guess once everything feels pretty good and everyone feels good at night and in the morning, then uh, we'll, we'll see how 24s can go. I look I, around this place and I feel like even though it's not a dish I would ever eat, I feel like liver and onions would need yes, to be on a dinner please. menu here, man. Even though I would never and SOS. It. We need some SOS. <laughs> we'll that SOS is for sure. diner yeah. food. <laughs> I got to find out where to get chip beef, but I know, I know someone has it, so awesome. I'll figure it out. <laughs> It'd be a menu thing. Home chipped. There you yeah, go. There you go. <laughs> yourself, man. Yeah, chisel and a frozen next clock. Clock. Yeah, <laughs> chipped our own beef. So your um your breakfast though is above and beyond. It's definitely a little more you know the, the things that I've had here. I had the babka French toast, which were you know smeared with chocolate swirls inside and great and candied pecans on the top. Also had um. Although this is unfair because I, I decided about a year or two ago I hate pancakes, but I keep trying to get suckered back in. I had your malted pancakes to see if they were going to win me over back to pancakes. They didn't. They were very good, but, they, but nice. they're malted, yeah. right? So to explain what that's all about. So, yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, back in the day when you would make malted milkshakes, we, we put the same thing in our, uh, in our pancakes. So it just gives it – it's almost like – hard to explain. It's almost like – like it tickles your tongue. It's almost like a sugar. So if you look at a pancake recipe, a lot of people will like only use like malt, malt powder and less sugar because it almost is like a substitute. Mm-hmm. Sort and of. where does malt come from? Is there a malt tree that's being harvested somewhere or a malt <laughs> mine? Um, <laughs> it's, there's a chemistry factory somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I would assume. Yeah. Yes. DuPont. What is malt? Is brought to you by DuPont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yes, yeah, so... Again, very creative stuff, things that are not, you know, not just your basic. I don't know. I, I was just waiting for Rich to say something like, show me you could do the basics. And then we'll <laughs> oh, when we're done here, I'm stuff. getting bacon but and eggs. Oh, absolutely. Basics, absolutely. I'm, I'm know, getting really chicken fried steak. I, I judge diners on chicken fried steak, SOS, like all, the, all that I'm kind of stuff. I'm glad you're getting that. I think, I think you'll like ours. It's a good, uh, good hearty portion, I'm excited. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to point out, we were talking about specials and doing something different. Uh, before we started today, I've had coffee, and I had the special, I see a special board behind you. It says mole chocolate shake. 
And so I ordered one. And after I ordered it, she mentioned it was boozy. And I said, that's fine. I'm not driving. And it's fantastic. It has all the spices that you would find like when you're doing like a really deep mole. Damn. Yeah. It doesn't taste boozy. It's chocolate. Um, I don't I don't know it's everything dangerous. that goes into it, but it is really good. <laughs> and I love that your whipped cream is not overly sweet. Yeah. Because you're so, putting it on sweet stuff already. So, yeah, that's one thing we do think. I think a lot of people think it's kind of crazy, but we actually don't put sugar in our whipped cream just okay. because... I, I think that it kind of balances. It does. Out, it, it was helpful know. because the, sh- the shake is obviously sweet. It's ice cream. It's, mm. you know, chocolate, all those things. And the same on the breakfast. If I remember the um, the French toast I had came with kind of an orange syrup on it, but then also a side of another really sweet thing. Right? So, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's we call it maple butter. And that's okay. uh, pretty much it's uh, it's a process they do, I think, in Canada mm-hmm. where you um, you reduce maple syrup to a certain temperature i think it's 235 and then you uh cool it down to 100 degrees and then you mix it and then it almost creates like a like a caramel interesting it it makes it like thicker so it's pretty much just maple syrup just in so it's not maple and butter it's sort of a butter thing that you make from maple syrup pretty much just maple syrup okay cool maple syrup yeah but so yeah so and then whipped so now we had in this case you know i was having the the French toast, which was super sweet and yeah. it had chocolate in it, right? And then it had a little bit of that orange syrup on top that yeah. you put on it. Then it had the maple butter on the side. Then it came with, oh, and also candied nuts yeah. were on candied it, right? Pecan, so there's a yeah. lot, a lot a of sugar. But then, dish. but the reason I bring this up is it did have whipped cream on it, but I was glad you didn't add more sugar to the whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that would have been, you know, maybe yeah. a bit of overkill. Yeah. yeah I, I tasted I it by itself and I noticed it and I really appreciated that touch because it changes. Yeah. I mean, I always see a lot of people, um, that's pretty big. They just just pile sugar on fridge. And I know that there's nothing wrong with that. Some people like that, but, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, Mallory's more the sugar person. I'm more the savory. Mm-hmm. She would enjoy that more. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> so I was talking about your restaurant um, with a friend of mine in uh, on an Anaheim radio station this past weekend. He was asking me about it, I was, and um, we were mostly talking about F1, but he wanted to know about Winnie and Ethel, so I told him all about it. And I was about to refer to you and Mallory, and I couldn't remember fiance, wife, etc. So I went on your website and looked and apparently there is a reason I was confused. You guys were supposedly not going to get married until this place opened, but then you went ahead and got married. Yeah, I saw that on social media. What's up with that? (laughs) And congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. I I thought... um, I actually don't even know about that. That's what I remember we were just we were just sitting in bed and I asked her to marry me one night and you know that's that's how we did it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, well whoever yeah. writes your website, there's a really good backstory there. <laughs> okay, there you but, go. um, yeah. Just wondering. Maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. But I you guys it, are I think recently it said married. That she wanted to uh, yeah. we wanted to get married in the diner. Oh, I love so that. Once it opened. Right. So I think that's what yeah. I might have said. Yeah. So how recently married are the two of you? Um, our anniversary was just uh, like four days ago. So, um, so a year and four days. Yeah. Congratulations. So we we just uh, we made it a year and we love each other and it's <laughs> you know we opened a restaurant together and we're still together. So, yeah. You know, it's all <laughs> it's pretty good. It's all working yeah, together. Yeah, those good. are the two things, right? IKEA furniture and opening a restaurant. If you yeah. can make it through those two things, I think you're great. Does yep. Mallory <laughs> have a restaurant background? Um, no, not so much. But she uh, she has a lot of. Uh, experience um doing design um doing events 
she uh, she would do events for like thousands of people, and she was ahead of them. So, I mean, she's. Uh, I mean, the moment she's jumped in, it seems like she she has worked in restaurants for millions of years. Mm-hmm. And she's. Right. I mean, she's everywhere. Like you know, she's she's even helped um, us on the dishes when you know, awesome. when the dishwasher's not here. She's she's straight restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. She's here for the team and everything. And um, speaking about the design, she. She played a huge part in all this. She picked all the, you know, the tables, the lights, the... Oh, I love it. Pretty much everything. Oh, my so. God. Look at that. Oh, man. By the way, the uh, meatball sandwich is just meatball. arrived. Meatball. Meatball. Meatball sandwich. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> just arriving, and I'm taking some pictures. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we, we need some photos of this world. thing. And, you know, why not do it while I'm here trying to get you in it as well? Um, the, so, a lot's been made that you won this contest, right? And I've, I've seen the headlines that call it the million-dollar, you know, diner giveaway and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, obviously, good good promotions, good marketing. But you got to, by winning the contest, you received the full build-out. Jay Dapper agreed to build this out to, yep. to your specifications. I know Yesco donated the sign that's out front. Just tell me a bit of what was involved as I dig into this uh, meatloaf. Tell everybody what was involved with when you won this contest. Oh, so, um, I mean, there was just so many people involved. And, I mean, it was just just amazing. I mean, we had uh, Rad Studios did a great, great job with the design and um, the design of the space. And... Emser Tile, Donated Tile, and um, I mean, if you don't know Yesco, definitely um, look them up because their signs are all over Vegas. Yeah. There's, a, there's like a deep history to them, so just having that sign up there is just is huge for us. I mean, it's I remember the amazing. first day I saw the sign, I was like, I, I came over to Yukon Pizza, and we got out of the car, and I went, oh, the sign's up, yes, we're getting it's closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yesco, the company that made that sign, if my memory, I should have Googled this to make sure I was getting this facts right before I came over here. But if I remember correctly, the Neon Museum used to be the Yesco dumping grounds, like where they would just dump their old neon. Oh, I remember put that. put a new neon sign oh, in wow. on the strip. Yeah. They would just drag the old neon over there. And it was kind of like a junkyard for Yesco, I believe, for forever. I mean, even when you see it in like Vegas vacation and things like that, in those days, it only opened up one day a year to try to raise money and things like that. And so the reason I bring that up is because Yesco is just so ingrained in the history of Las Vegas and in classic neon, the creation of classic neon. And as I was walking in, are there some actual neon tubes up on that sign there? We're here in the daytime. Oh, so yeah, no, there are. Up, yeah, that looks like really old school neon. This is not an LED. No, it is old school, yeah. yeah. like I love that. It's, it's amazing. And uh, I mean, it was just a great opportunity for us too. Like even when we were, me and Mallory went in there to design the sign, they, they gave us a whole tour and was showing us you know how things were made and like the signs they were working on and like you know it was it was a very cool like it's really cool mm-hmm. uh the, this has come back rich didn't want me slicing it so you appreciate pieces, the wisdom so. of that right oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah dig in. oh my gosh have a sharp so. object. i know i'm grabbing one ah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the sound of yumminess yeah yeah <laughs> so what's in this meatloaf <laughs> Meatloaf, um, I mean, obviously ketchup. I wouldn't make meatloaf without ketchup. I mean, I feel like it has to be there. That baked on ketchup uh, on the top. Yep. Yeah, baked on. We do both. Um, baked on the top, and then we put brown gravy, too. Um, oh, wow. A lot of yeah. eggs. I mean, I think that's what makes meatloaf really soft is eggs and breadcrumbs and, you know, parsley. We actually throw garlic confit in there instead of uh, garlic, so it probably oh. has a little oh, more Oh, I knew I liked you. 
Yeah. And my mom never used to do. And a <laughs> lot of onions. I mean, I think a good meatloaf has like a good amount of onions in mm-hmm. it. You know? Mm-hmm. And Oh, this you know, is delicious. Just, oh, wow, yeah. So what right. is sta- what else is stacked on the sandwich? There's mashed potatoes, mashed gravy. Mashed potatoes, uh, brown gravy. We uh, you know, we get bones and we roast them and we make stock and then we make brown gravy with it. And, and this just like honky ass white bread wonder bread that you toasted up? I here, love it. Or is there um, kind of... So we actually get, get our bread bakery? from Great Buns and uh, I mean, we really like their bun or their bread just because it's, it's a good size and they make really good loaves, mm-hmm. good price. So we get pretty much all our bread from Great Buns right now and that's our sourdough from them. Cool. So. Well, look, we're, we're all talking about... Oh, and the, cool and the right lingonberry now. jam, that's what I'm getting. This is a sweet... I'm looking at the menu now. That's really nice. Lingonberries, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the leftover, uh, you know, the leftover dinner sandwich. That's yeah. what I like to think it of. You know, you had meatloaf for dinner. and Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. And then cold meatloaf sandwiches the next day yeah, and the next a, day and the next day. You have a Swedish <laughs> uncle that has lingonberries. You. And, you know, you just <laughs> so good. put you, you it all together. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to dig into this and take a quick break and come back with the news after this, man. Aaron, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate you having us. Thanks for bringing us out this food. Yeah, awesome. thank you so thank much. Thank you guys this so much amazing. for having me on the show. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. Thank so you so great much. to have you. Thank you. The news is next. This is food and love. We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out in time at wishboneandvine.com. And one more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. It is time for the news. And I think we've all swallowed what's in our mouths. So Evil Pie has rolled out its latest collaborative charity slice of the month, or I guess I should say slice of the next two months, because it will be available throughout all of November and December. Yeah. JT's Spicy Supremo was created in conjunction with local foodie influencer Jason So, a.k.a. JT, of JT Takes a Bite. That's, you know, little um, a tag. <laughs> J-A-Y-T-E-E-T-A-K-E-S-A-B-I-T-E. you got to spell that whole bad boy out if you want to see his stuff on social media. Um, I spoke to him about what went into this slice. I came and shot at Evil Pie maybe a couple months ago and, you know, obviously really love the food. I've been here before, many drunk nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they approached me and wanted to do a charity, charity pie with me, make my own flavor, choose my own charity for the month of November. That was a great idea, cause especially because it's my birthday month. So I was like, okay, so I'm on board. Uh, we spent about, what, three three hours here just taste testing pies, trying to nail down the right, like, flavors the balance uh, of a pizza and got it down and uh yeah shipped it away and now we're here so tell me a bit about what is on your pie <clears throat> so the pie is a spicy supremo it is a spicy chimichurri it's a white white pie with spicy chimichurri uh, ricotta cheese uh italian sausage red onions arugula and yeah 
That's delicious. And what'd you take inspiration from? Are these favorite flavors of yours, or did you go out on a limb, try something new? Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I love spicy food. I love pizza. Um, we were trying to figure out the protein, the right protein for it, and came, came out with Italian sausage, which is a huge crowd favorite. One thing that I love about this program is it's always for a charity, and I love that yours is going to Three Square. A dollar for every slice sold goes to Three Square. Why'd you choose Three Square? Yeah, so um, I'm also an occupational therapist. Um, so during my time in OT school, I actually volunteered at the Three Square um, and kind of worked closely with them. So I had, I had about close to 100 hours racked up with them, and I saw how, like the good that they were doing, the good that they were providing for the community, for you know the schools in the Las Vegas community. Um, so it was kind of a no-brainer uh, right around the time of holidays to kind of pick Three Square as the fundraiser of choice, just to make sure that nobody goes hungry during this holiday season. And there's a new Half Bird Chicken and Beer location. Yes. The Henderson Spot officially opened to the public on Tuesday. I dropped by and had some ramen, took home a half a chicken, and a bottle of their house brand garlic crunch condiment. Oh. Something that we've never had in our house except once when I think David uh, David Chang sent some out in a Christmas yeah. bag, right? Like, and and Sue loved it. She's always asking me, you know, where, 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 where pick it up. And I'm like, well, it's not in our fucking house. Well, now I know what to give you it, next time you know? I make some more. I'll bring some for Sue. I'm like, go online and order it, but, she, but we never have. So I brought a bottle of that home from um, Half Bird Chicken. I did not partake in their beer selection, which is the biggest departure, really, from the original Chinatown location, thanks to this self-serve draft section that they have, as well as a collection of local cans and bottles. Brian Howard, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of local beer in this Yeah. Place. Brian Howard spoke to me about that program a while back, and here's what he had to say. You know, preload a card, take it home, have, uh, have something with you for the next time you come uh, that you'll get reward points on within our system as well. Uh, the fun part about it is uh, you, you walk up and you can, yeah, you can try two ounces of this, two ounces of that, or pour yourself a full beer. Um, but it'll be fully local program, so we're really kind of doubling down on showcasing what our community is doing. Um, but then on top of that, you know, you have the ability to, uh, you know, create more of a, a social fun aspect on a night out that you don't have to worry about waiting for the bartender to get you a beer. Just walk up and grab it yourself. Cool. Um, and you mentioned a place to watch games, so you're going to have uh, various screens up there and all that kind? Yeah, so we've got, uh, uh, I think, uh, four or six TVs that will be in there, uh, all pretty large TVs uh, that will focus on that, uh, as well as, like, trivia night. So uh, I'm a big fan of this thing called Jackbox TV. If you guys haven't played that at home, I suggest getting it. It's great for get-togethers. Everybody can play on their phone, and it's, there's murder mystery to different types of hip-hop trivia and you know, they can get a little raunchy at times, but it's it's definitely something that's fun. Uh, and I think, you know, in that neighborhood, something to do on a, you know, get a gathering of people together and, you know, uh, go have some good chicken and uh, play some games. Huh? And the Tin Fish Club is hosting two new events in November and December. I'm bringing it up now because they sell out fast. There's usually only room for about 40 people each. Um, so coming up at Double Zero Pie and Pub on November 29th, that's $40 per person. It is a collaborative effort with with uh, Double Zero, and they're going to be doing pizzas and snacks and pickles and all kinds of fun stuff. You can uh, look find that one on um, Tin Fish Club LV. It'll take you to a link on Open Table to make your prepaid reservation. And then December 18th is a $10 per person with a portion going towards your bar tab uh, sharing event. So you bring a tin, you hang out with the Tin Fish Club. That one's going to be at the Silver Stamp downtown. And uh, that one you can get tickets for at tinfishionado.com. That's T-I-N-N-E-D-F-I-S-H-I-O-N-A-D-O.com. That would be B-Y-O-T. 
Yeah, bring your own tin, exactly. Those are a lot of fun because uh, club members and new people to the the whole thing that, that they've been putting together in Vegas, everybody brings something different so you get to try new things, see what people are into. Um, so kind of like a beer share or something like that, but with tin fish. Cool. Uh, so Barry's Downtown Prime at Circa is offering a Thanksgiving meal. I know there are a ton of them out there. This one kind of jumped out at me a little bit. So I just wanted to throw out there. They're doing butternut squash soup. They're doing an organic turkey dinner plate. They're doing uh, roasted prime rib if you're not a turkey person. They've got stuffing, cheesecakes, and they've got some really special cocktails, excuse me, cocktails to go with it. And this is dine-in, correct? This is dine-in, dine-in. yes, correct. Oh. And um, so, and you can do things as a group. Um, you can do it individually. Uh, you can buy a whole meal. You can buy things on the side. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, that's Barry's Prime uh, downtown at the Circa. And I think that's about it for this show, man. Thanks to all of our guests, JT, Brian Howard, Gina Garcia, and, of course, a huge thank you to our host, Aaron Lee. Um, ben, it was Yay! great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are about to order some more food Yes, here. we are. Yep. So we got to get to get them to eat and get me out <laughs> the rest of my day. So for Rich Johnson and Samantha Gemini Stevens, I'm Al Mancini. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.